Ladies and gentlemen, today's guest uh, is Alan Philpot. We'll be taking on Sean Etchell in the co-main event of Eternal MMA 78 at Liberty Hall in Sydney. Now Eternal MMA 78, if you've been following, it's been in absolute shambles. They've had a few fights fall out, two title fights, uh, a heavyweight bout, a whole bunch of uh, fill-in bouts here and there. Uh, of course, it's on UFC weekend, UFC 293 in Sydney. It's on the Friday, heading into the uh, into the UFC now. A lot of people have been talking about the fights that have uh, that have been dropping out, but this fight that is on the weekend, uh, Sean Etchell versus Alan Philpott, it's a very, very interesting fight because uh, it's two fighters that, you know, at one point in time were at the top of the game and uh, it wasn't too long ago that they were doing that. Uh, Sean Etchell, I believe, bantamweight and flyweight, former champion of Eternal. Uh, Alan Philpott was regarded at one point in time like the, the very best around uh, in Australia. So, look, both of them are in a bit of a skid. Uh, Sean Etchell uh, recently lost to Rod Costa, who's now the, the bantamweight uh, champion at Eternal MMA, uh, and a road to the UFC, uh, road to UFC fight. Uh, so he's in a bit of a skid. Uh, Alan Philpott is on a four-fight skid, but all of them have been to guys that have either, either are either champions in other organizations uh, or uh, title challenges. So they are still absolutely at the top. And uh, and even talking to the Eternal MMA bantamweight champion, Rod Costa, uh, he does want the winner. So it's a very, very important fight. And uh, of course, I wanted to have Alan on because it's a very interesting guy. He's uh He's adopted um, adopted Australia, of of course, from from the UK. But uh, he's come on over. He he talks about he's very vulnerable um, in this chat. He talks about the mentality. Uh, but, I mean, he's even contemplated retirement. Um, he's thirty years old, fifty fights. Uh, he talks about the mentality of of losing a few fights and changing teams. Of course, from Eagle MMA, which he was known for, uh, to now Lions Den, and it was you know. Uh, some reasoning to, behind that, which he goes into. Um, of course, he's very, very close friendship with Josh Kulabau, who you might recognize from the UFC. Uh, great guy, Josh, who has spoken before about the friendship that they have. Um, and Alan just kind of goes into what it was like growing up, uh, a tough family life, um, what led him into fighting, the, the troubles of fighting in in, in Sydney, with the commissions and, and, and whatnot. Um, and look, it's just an overall, it's really eye-opening chat. Um, for I was really just looking to just get a few sound bites heading in, talking about the Sean Etchell fight. Uh, but look, if there's a fighter you want to get behind because of how he speaks and how he tells his story, then, then this just might be the guy. And I know I'm rambling a little bit before we get into it, but I feel like it's necessary to, to set up, uh, just how special Alan Philpot can be, um, and it's it is more than just the fist fight. And um, if you follow Australian MMA on all on all the socials, you'll see that a lot of it has been fights being pulled and drama and talking about this fighter and that fighter and who's going to be the champ and all that sort of stuff. And that's great. It's definitely great for me with the clicks. But the insight we get into Alan Philpot in this interview is is. It's just is is really interesting. That's that's probably the word I'll go with the most. Um, so without further ado, guys, um, 
Alan Philpot. Ladies and gentlemen, joining me on the show, Alan Philpot, who's taken on Sean Etchell at Eternal MMA 78, September 8th in Sydney at Liberty Hall. First of all, Alan, mate, the, the way this is going, you could be the main event. Wow, it's not it's not a bad thing to happen for me, obviously. Um, no, I've been told at the minute I'm coming, so even there, I'm happy. Like, do you? Because obviously, you walk, you're in Sydney, and uh, you hear all the news of, of some of these fights falling out and whatnot. You've been in the fight game for a, for a long time. Uh, is yeah. this one of the most um, unlucky fight cards? Yeah, no, well, it's the most unlucky I've been part of for sure, bro. Um, no, I feel maybe. Like nothing on Cam and Ben, they're good boys. They're doing things right, but like I feel like this card could have been a bit more. Should be more Sydney people on it, bro. I mean, like there was a lot of people being brought in from other places, which is always the risk as well, especially for ticket sales. But like you know, there was a lot of Sydney fighters there that could have had that opportunity to fight, and you know that they didn't get the chance either. So, and it's the people that's coming in, and they're the ones that have been pulling out. Well, I mean, talking of the Sydney fighters, I've always said that we have some of the best. You know, I mean, you got like your, your Pedros, your Rob Whitakers. Like Sydney is represented in the UFC really well, but yeah. Sydney in the regional scenes. I mean, Josh Togo, yourself. I mean, uh, it feels like it's 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 a lot thinner than it was before. Well, I, I think it's I don't know, bro. Like saying that, you've got like Michael Stanoff, you've got. Caleb Ryder, you've got Lachlan and um, myself, even though I'm better the losing streak, I'm still well up there. No, like I say, you've got Togo, um, there's Rake when the, there's the well, there's a lot, there's a good pull here. Like there is definitely a good pull. I just um no, I feel that the other places are getting more you no, know, people's being more aware of them, perhaps as such. Um but like I think that you no know, Sydney's definitely got a, a lot of I could, like, I think they could have filled the majority of this car, but Sydney fires. No, definitely. I mean, you just even just bring that up there. I mean, obviously, a lot of uppercomers as well as guys like yourself, like Ride yeah. uh, Out and whatnot. Yeah, um, I feel maybe maybe there's more up and comers than there is actually like the the level ready to go through the next stage compared to the other cities. But there's definitely like a like I say, there's a there's a very good talent pull here, and even like the other the very low level, like George Mangles and Joe Davis. Yeah, recently. Hey, I, I've joined that team at Lions then. Well, I'm not messing. Like, that's as high a level I've trained. I, I think it's more in the sense of, of fight shows because it doesn't seem I, to sorry, be... I yeah. to Chris as well. Chris. Yeah. yeah, sorry, then I leave him. That's my bad. <laughs> but, like, I mean, you, you, you have said it there too, and, 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 and like you said, there's a lot of up-and-coming guys, a lot of guys that have, have been around as well, but the Sydney shows seem to be lacking. What's what's happening when you've got Urban Fight Night, but the other ones? <laughs> like, like, see Sydney as well for the MMA. Between the Combat Sports, like, Combat Sports Authority is one of the worst organisations I've ever came across in my whole MMA career. They do, as much they, they do as much as they can to stop people fighting and opportunities. Like, you know, fighting is a pathway for people that can help change the, the life of some people and give them a career. And they they would stop people because of their past. You know, they've got criminal records or whatever. At the end of the day, people make mistakes. People like How you many change and move forward if um, you're not getting opportunities? Do you know what I mean? And I feel like combat sports is a, the combat sports authority in New South Wales as a massive thing. Like I've been all over the world fighting and I've never seen as many as awkward people in my life. 
know what I mean? It feels like they just want to use their authority because they can. Like even like in the corner, man, if you're not registered or if your registration runs out and stuff, you cannot corner your fire and stuff like that. It's it's just stupid. Do you know what I mean? It's it's, it's madness. Is there like what are they doing specifically? Like you mentioned the thing about criminal records. I actually don't know if any state follows that uh, similarly, but what is the, the nah, main they, thing? These, that are, they're these doing? are the only one. Like, this type of is the only one. Do you know what I mean? They could, you know, like, say you've got a criminal record or such, they, they can pull you out like, a couple of days before the fight. The police get involved. Like, once once they get the list of fires, and then it goes to the police and stuff. Like, like I'm talking, you're maybe two, three days out from a fight. And then next thing, the police tell combat sports, no, nah, he can't fight. He has to come off. Um, such stuff like that. And also, I feel, bro, is Sydney's very clicky. Like, the, a lot of promoters have their own shows, but they keep their fighters for their own shows as well. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And they, I just don't get it, bro. It's just madness. Do you know what I mean? Like, for me, it's about, you know, the opportunities of like fighting all different places and trying different promotions and all, like, I don't know, it helps grow the sport in the country rather than just the, the state as such, but, no, I feel like everybody's just too clicky here in Sydney as well. Now, um, I believe I read a, a, a while back that you were signed exclusively to Eternal. Are you still signed? Yeah, yeah. I'd say, uh, I'd say I think this is my last. I think the con, like, so I think this the the contract's up after this one. I'm not too sure. I need to have a look. But like, I'll open me say, hey, bro. Like, I'm I'm happy with Eternal, bro. I like Cam and Ben. I like the fight pass. I like the fights I get. Like, anytime mm-hmm. I like. Any fight I've got, I've asked. You know, I mean, like that, them, them top oppositions, what I want. Like, I'm not looking these little easy fights where they're bringing in taxi drivers from all the countries and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just the me. They, I can't get motivated by that, bro. Like, that's not why I do this sport. You know what I mean? Like, I want challenges. I want to test it. And even though it maybe I'm not on the best winning streak, but if you look at my performances against these boys, like, I'm not getting beat up. I'm making mistakes, mm-hmm. and they're capitalizing on them. And that's because they're that they're at that high level where when somebody makes a mistake, but it also shows that I'm on that level as well. Do you know what I mean? So with Eternal, I feel like they have got as high a level, if not the highest level in Australia. Do you know I mean all the promotions or all the fighters aren't signed and fighting for all the promotions are just as high level, but no doubt. I feel like Eternal has that wee bit more. And I feel it's more the professional side of it as well, like fighting on Bam and Cage Warriors and ACB. And even the one warrior series, whatever, like the whole, Eternal gives me that feel. It gives me that mm. when you go to the show, how they handle things, like you know, well, with me, and I mm. feel like that's that it's good. Like I like the professional side of it, and that makes me feel I'm I'm where I'm at. No, it's uh, it's good. And you've always been a, a hell of a professional as well with with how you go about it as well. Talk about on on the fighting sense. I mean, like you said, you you fought the best in in Australia over your last couple of fights. Currently on a bit of a, I think it's a four fight losing skid. How does yeah. that? How do you get your? How do you rally yourself mentally uh, going through that? Don't worry, bro. I'm just I'm not aware. Um, don't get me wrong. Like fucking after that last one, it was hard. Uh, very very hard because I was just like. Like I say, for me, it's not been, it's never been a skill issue. Um, it's never been a work ethic issue. And, you know, it's just like, I, I look forward to these fights. Like, I'm, I can't wait to get in there. I'm enjoying every moment. And then I'm in there, it's good. And then I'll just have a lapse, like, concentration. Or I make the mistake. Something happens. You know what I mean? Um, recently, no, like, I, I got to go back home after Josh's fight in London. 
And uh, going home last time was different because I was in camp. So I got to spend two weeks with my old coach and training partners. And I know Jim in Belfast, the Academy Ireland, the longest next generation of Northern Ireland. And like, I felt like my old self again. Like I felt like I realised like what I got into this for and how much I loved it and enjoyed it. And um, I'm just like, no, yeah, I've got 50 fucking two fights or 53 MMA fights or whatever it is. But I, I'm only 30 years old, do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, and as much as it's been a bit of a rocky road the last few fights, like, it's not my performances. It's, it's been the lapse of concentration. So I took it on myself. Like, I've always done a wee bit of mental work, but I get a wee, do a wee bit and I feel like, oh, I've unlocked it. I'm sweet. I'm ready to go because I've progressed. But this time I didn't start, bro. And I, I went at different angles. I started working with a guy called Charles Meyer. He's, he's like an inner child therapist. So it was more about my life. Like basically, I was just wanting to figure out who I was, why I feel this way, why I do certain things. And like, no, that changed my life, bro. Like, I realized now how I act and why I act certain ways. And that was, like, something that I didn't know. Do you know what I mean? And while I was doing that, then I got in touch with Finney Shoreman. He had a four-session a four fighter thing. Yeah. And it was actually a guy sponsored me. He told me they didn't want me to give him any credit or whatever. So I'm not mentioning much. But, you know, it was a guy. He just took on himself. He says, like, no, if he wants to help me. And probably the mental side. And then I says, well, look, there's this. And he, he basically sponsored me and done it. And, and again, I went, that was more in about the, the sports and how I was thinking towards the sports and the actions towards the sports. And, the, and again, I feel like fucking I've just unlocked things. And then the last recently, I'm working with a guy called Therapy with Rob. Like he's not like a hypnosis. Seems pretty yeah, similar yeah, to, yeah, yeah. pretty similar to Vinny. But like what I find was Vinny was more like getting in my head just to fucking, not to get in my own head. Like enjoy the process. The end of the day, it is what it is type mentality. And like, you know, one of the things he used, which was really good, was like if you're a say a caveman or a hunter, and you're out hunting, and you're starving, you haven't had for days, and you see that deer on, you're just about to get it, and it runs off, and then you have to get straight back on that horse and look mm-hmm. for something else, or you're going to starve basically. And um, you can lie down and be gutted about it, or you can just get on with it. Basically, that was basically what he said, and it, and I just sort of really like clicked to me and I was like, deal what? Like, fuck it. So what? I'm losing these fights. Mm. Um, I'm still giving a count. When, I, when these fights finish, people are talking about how Alan Philpott lost. They're not yeah. talking about how such and such beat him or how such and such done this. They're like, Alan made that mistake or Alan up to that was doing this. Do you know what I mean? It's still all about mm. me. And again, I'm not taking no credit from any of my past opponents. They're all top opponents, great guys. You know, whatever happened before fights, done respect for them all. But I know I am a far higher caliber of fighter than I've ever shown in my life. And I guess for me and Josh has really been like baffled by it because the Alan in the gym is not the Alan in the, the fight. So that's why it was just like, you know, what fucking... Get, go for it just dig deep and like I say going even deeper in my mentality and, and trying to figure out who I was and why I was doing things was the biggest turnaround and I can honestly say bro going into this fight is the happiest I've ever been in my life I am so up for this fight like I get goosebumps thinking about it I, every day I've been thinking about the moment rather than the fight even though everything's for the fight I've yeah. been enjoying every session and um, no I got I, I left uh, my other gym and now I'm with Lions Den MMA like I said I'm now training with beasts every day I'm getting challenged I'm not the main guy I'm not like, going in there and getting like 
put on a pedestal where the boys are holding off. No, I have a coach that believes in me and isn't putting doubt in me. Do you know what I mean? It's positive energy. And like, I didn't have that for, for a couple of years. It was nearly the opposite. Do you know what I mean? It was like sort of an so you're, in there. You're, so you're out of ego. Yeah, yeah, I left Igor um, to go to Lions. And like I say, me and Josh still training. We're still away. How's Johnny. that working? As I say, bro, it's the best I've ever been. It's the best choice I've made since going to Australia. Wow. I, and and obviously without um, rocking the boat too much, what was going on at Igor MMA? Was it just not working it, out for you? It just wasn't working, bro. And like the way like, like the way I, like my ideas and the coach's ideas, they just were always counteracting each other. You know I mean, it was just, I'm not getting too much, but it was just a toxic and negative environment for me. And I needed to remove myself from there. And I guess say, bro, like, since going to, like, after being at home, that was the biggest. I, I feel like the, the training wasn't where it needed to be to get me to where I wanted to go. And that's what I noticed at home because of the level and the way they trained. And the same now that I'm at Lions, then I realized like what was missing. And like again, that's this is for me. Like for mm. this is not for everyone. But other people what works for them. Like what works for Josh doesn't work for me. It works for me doesn't work for Josh all the time. There's similar things we do, and that's fine. Like that's that's as fighters, we're different people, different styles, different energy. I need that hard grip push. That fighter, like for me, Igor MMA is a martial arts gym, and Lions Den is a fighters gym. I'm yeah. not, I, I, I try and stay as martial arts ways as I can by being mm. good and being nice, but fucking, I'm a fighter in the day. I need that grit and that push. I need challenged every day. And like, there wasn't much challenge for me, and he got a butt Josh. And then when he's out of camp, man, he's fucking going to the 80 odd kilo. Like, I'm yeah. going back to 61 and a half. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, how am I going to work with that? He's hard yeah. enough to work big because he's a machine. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but never mind going down, but now I'm in a gym full of. Full of killers at my weight, bro. And I, I'm, I'm, me, I'm getting a train fifty minutes every night there and back, and I can't wait. I'm getting there half an hour early just because I don't want to miss a session. Where when Igor was ten minutes around the corner, and I was couldn't eat half the time. It was like took me the energy just to go around there. Do you know what I mean? Wow. And again, because it wasn't working for me and the way things were. So, uh, Josh Coolbow still at Igor. Yeah, George, and Josh Law, he's, he's he's the ego, and like Josh is my boy. He's been helping me in this camp. Yeah. He's going to corner, only corner me with Luke from Lions Den and Johnny is my striking coach from the whole mm. time. Like I say, like me and the boys haven't fell out or nothing. It's just um, you know they're, they're still my boys, still theirs, and we're still training with Johnny doing our striking. But just for the MMA, I need, it. and then also I need it to just do my own thing. I need it to just be me in the MMA gym. Yeah. Where Igor, I was I was a coach for a while, and like. Even when I wasn't, I was still finding it hard not to take time out and help the boys and not yeah. like like where am I at Lions then like me, I don't even half the time my blinkers are on. I'm just whoever my partners are, I'm just doing it. And you know, look looks an amazing coach. I love his style, love his approach. And no, part of me just part of me wishes I'd done it sooner, but at the same time, that's this is the way it's meant to be. And like I'm just glad that I've I've finally I feel at home, bro. I feel like mm. it's after home and coming here in Australia I finally found a team where I feel at home between between Johnny at Legends and Barra Ben and Mixed Martial Arts and uh, Lions Den I actually feel now at home where there was always that something missing was it a hard decision to make? Because every, your your uh, relationship with Josh Coolabout is, is is really well documented and, and, and yeah, I remember yeah bro it's not going to change whatsoever like, like I say it, the only thing is we won't train each other 
going to train at night. We're, me and him do our strength and conditioning together, mm. our striking together. No, he needs me for anything. I'm there. I need him for anything. He's there. Like, no, he brought, like, I was filming me about dying on flat today, and he brought his baby in just to make, just to <laughs> give me that little bit of a lift, bro. Like, I haven't even got to see her yet. So, and as soon yeah. as he brought, just like, fucking give me a spark bro it just changed my whole mood and you know what I mean like he's doing that for me like he's Josh is my brother like we're the yin and yang literally because I'm white and he's black but also <laughs> also um, nah but like this is the personalities when I'm on he's off when he's on I'm off no it's, it's just it's, yeah. it's like and that's not going to change and he's fully supporting me and he knows my reasons and he, he's like like whatever he just wants to see me be successful and happy and anything he can do to help well and that's the same for him just to round out the um the gym stuff so are you like can you walk into eagle mma or is it still a bit frosty well like no but like i say i'm not getting into it too much bro like, like i say at the minute it's just not a, a good topic not on my half on the mm. coach he's upset but basically i've left other people starting to leave they're feeling the same way and i'm getting the blame for taking people from the gym which isn't the case whatsoever um but you know, it is what it is. Like, there's nothing on my end, bro. I understand and how it looks, and like, it's just it's not the way it is at all, bro. Like, like people, I'm, I'm, like, we're adults. Though. I mean, I, mm. I'm leaving for my own benefits, and people are feeling the same, and they have been for a long time. And if they want to leave, like, that's on them. And instead of blaming me and talking and and trying to put it on me, why don't you? You should just speak to them and find out why they want to leave. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because yeah. no, but. That's it. Say, I don't want to want to get too far into that because I don't want Josh to get upset or do you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it could. It, people's going to get upset regardless because stuff's going to come out, especially when they win this fight and I'm excited. And that's probably gone the mic and say shit. But <laughs> you know what I mean? It is what it is, bro. Fucking life goes on. I'm in too good of a place to be bothered by something mm. like that. Like I'm thirty year old man now, and, and uh, I'm, I'm happy, bro. Well, I mean, that's kind of what I wanted to ask as well. Is you've had, like you said, nearly fifty or fifty odd uh, MMA bouts. You're, you're thirty. You have flirted with almost a retirement before, or not being too sure of what you wanted to do. It sounds like that is well and truly behind you, and you're not retiring oh, anytime soon. Flipping on his head, like I say, bro. I've had this, and I like a fuck. But I feel like this is my first fight. <laughs> that's just so crazy. I feel like I'm going in here finally. Like how I'm feeling. And then the moment, it's just to be this fight where I'm usually thinking about what's next, fucking where I should be, where where I could be, what, why am I not there? Why is he there and I'm not there? You know what I mean? Where yeah. now I'm just like, about me getting this fight, focusing on this fight, and that's just where I'm at in life, and I'm happy with it, bro. And, you know, I think, again, I was thinking I should have uh, retired after the, the four-fight losing streak and stuff where, you know... Again, that's me thinking too far ahead. Mm. Thinking me, all right, I'm four fight losing streak, fifty odd fights, no one's gonna sign me. All right, well fuck you're thirty years old, you all this experience built up yeah. Imagine you turn it around on his head where you can go. I mean, I've got the name already. Then I basically feel like I've done a half harder. So now that I, now that again I feel on point. And bro, like how I feel now and getting into the mindset, it's not even just been the last four fights. This is my whole career. It's been a week. I feel like the not knowing myself and understanding properly. I think that's that's the reason why I have been up and down and up and down. Because it's been every time I've been close to a big opportunity. Mm. It's been like, no, Obama world, champ, uh, Obama world title three times. Self-short. 
the one fight off a of one FC contract fell short. My first fight back, you know, against Justin Van Heerden, about 50 fight, that's big fucking spiel. It was every time there was a big fight on the line, same as when I was an amateur. But, again, a lot of it comes down to, like, my dad and stuff not being there and when he was, too, I never could get his attention. I was like, I never felt like I deserved, deserved it, which was weird because I physically didn't feel that way. You know what I mean? Like, I, it never even crossed my mind, but the more I got into myself and the deeper I got in my head and into my emotions and stuff with Charles, it was like, holy fuck. Like, so much happened when I was a kid that has now been the reasons where I am where I am in life. So it's like, now that I've answered them questions and I've fucking opened boxes I didn't even know were there and I've literally done whatever I can to better myself as a person and a fighter, I'm excited to see what's next, bro. And like I say, like, Johnny, my striking coach, asked me this the other day, he's like, are you going in this thinking it's your last fight if you lose? And I was like, you know what? See, if I go in here and get my best performance and he beats me fair and square, how can I walk away from that? Do you know what I mean? Like, that's... If I go in there and I beat myself again, then that'll be it. Like, then, I mean, that's like... You, know, you can't just keep doing this to yourself. Do you know what I mean? But, like, putting myself through all this financial stress, put my body, the guy, bro, I'm going to abandon me again. Like, I fucking spent two years growing the fill of it. This has been a 12-week camp. Like, no one's seen the effort I've put in. My shape will tell you that I'm conditioned to fuck. I'm in solid shape. And I think my mentality is so strong. It's the first thing I'm feeling fit. Like, I'm not worried about gassing. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I'm not worried one bit about gassing. I can wrestle for three rounds if he wants to wrestle. Definitely can strike. I'll strike anyone in the whole Australia anyway. But, yo, I'm ready, bro. I'm fucking ready. Well, speaking of the fight with Sean Etchell, is there anything about his game that stands out to you? Is there an area that you think he can really exploit? Hey, bro, he is a tough, durable little guy. Like, I like I like the guy. I have a lot of respect for him. We've actually spoken in the past about him coming to stand in my, my house and coming to train with us at Sydney. You know, and the way he even says, like, look, when I was talking to going Bantam, I said, look, fucking, obviously, you know, you're struggling for a fight. I'm going to go back to Bantam. You're not the ideal first fight back. And then, but after that, we will have to fight. And then, look what's happening. He's my first fight back. Um, he was the ex-champ. And you know me, bro, I don't like the easy route. It's like, I had options to go try and find someone else and they gave me options and I was like, who's the toughest dead I'm like, right, fuck it, let's go. Straight back on the top horse. Take him out, puts me straight back at the top of the chain, do you know what I mean? Because like I say, I know I'm the best. It's just that it, my mentality's been holding me back. It is funny that you bring that up because the bantamweight champ Rod Costas fighting on the very same card at featherweight. Um, I can only imagine that even though you guys are on a, are on a bit of a skid, that that an impressive performance. I mean, I spoke to Rod Costa. He's on record saying that he does want the winner out of you and Etchell. A hundred percent, bro. It's, like, it's it's written in the stars, like you know what I mean. It's like. Again, regulars are for DJs, bro. Like, yeah, fucking, you can go into all that shit. But, like, let's be realistic. Like, who else are you going to put in there? Do you know what I mean? Obviously, there's Gauchi and uh, Adam, but they're already tied up in their own promotion, Hex. Mm. You know what I mean? Apart from that, we're the top two. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just, there's no there's no other there's no other fight makes sense than the winner. It's, it's not been spoken about at all. It's never even mentioned. I did see a post something saying that... Um, there was number one contenders, but like he was the champ's last fight, and before that was a UFC fight. 
Do you know what I mean? So, mm. like, how who, how higher can you get? Yeah. No, I mean, you... I go in there, I take, I, I go in there, I take him out. No, I just took out the, the champion. He was the champion his last fight before he lost. Pissed me out in there. Like, and the, and be, the what, bro? The last time I was a bantamweight, it was five years ago. I took out Gustavo Falserola. Yeah. He was the best. He's, he's been the best bantamweight in Australia ever. Yeah. Absolutely demolished him for three rounds. Wasn't even close. Didn't even feel like I had to step out of second gear. Put me number one in Australia. Do you know what I mean? So my last time at Bantamweight, I was the man. After yeah. that, I moved up to featherweight. So, do you know what I mean? It's not as if like I've went, lost four at Bantamweight and then I'm coming back to Bantamweight and, mm. and getting a title fight. Nah, I'm fucking, I'm coming out to take out the eggs champ and then proving that I am the best Bantamweight and I'm coming for Costa. And that's just the way it is. I love it, mate. Now, before I let you go, uh, I just wanted to kind of, I mean, you talked about your dad, uh, the the troubles there and whatnot. But overall, I mean, how important is your 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 family when you go into the, the, these fights, and obviously your, your upbringing and and the love that you have for everyone else? Well, that, that that's one of the biggest things. And my problem was, bro, was that I was too invested in trying to help everyone else and give everybody else a lot of energy and time. And again, it was another reason why I had to spread the wings and separate it and <clears throat> get get somewhere where I can just be me. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm somebody that has gives a lot. You know what I mean? I get uh, took up wrong sometimes because, or I come across wrong sometimes because got a lot of passion, a lot of love, and so I, I come from a massive loving family. Yeah, my dad, me and my dad's cool. Like we get on, but it's just he was never really there. And mm. there was a lot of things when we were younger. He was a soldier. He was away. When he was home, he didn't really make the effort. It was just all fucking... There's a lot worse out there anyway. So mm. I'm very grateful. Um, but the hatches are buried, bro. Fucking, do you know what I mean? It's just like, as much as I love my family and friends and everybody else, like, this is about me now, bro. Like, this is this is purely about Alan Philpott doing what's best for him. Do you know what I mean? And like, I have, like I say, this camp, I've been cutting out Instagram from Monday to Friday, getting on on the weekends just to sort out my PTs. I've, I haven't spoke or anything hardly to any of my family. I haven't really seen any of my friends. My dog's been my best mate. I mean, like, honestly, literally, it's just been me and my dog most of the days. Unless it's something in the gym or my housemate or something, I barely even communicate it. And it's been the best thing for me, bro, because I really, like I say, I've really got into myself and, like, I just don't know what else I could, have, what else more I could do to get to this fight in the best physical and mental shape I could. Like, I genuinely do not know. No, it, and it definitely sounds like, I mean, uh, we're going to get a, an incredible version of you. So I, I, I will let you go. But before I do, I just want to know, like, after it is all said and done, how does Alan Philpott want to be remembered in mixed martial arts? That's funny you said that, bro, because I was literally thinking the other day, I was like, do you know what? Like, I, knew, I now know that, that this... I'm set out to help people and do more, but for now it's for me. I just want to be known as that that guy that you no know, that guy struggled, you no know, had a lot of things go against him, but didn't quit, didn't give up, and you no know, made something of himself. Whenever others doubted him and tried to bring him down, he he rose above it and showed strength that you no know, if you keep going, you you keep your head focused, and no matter what just keep pushing through you can make it and you can do something with your life do you know what I mean like I come from a town that's just full of drugs and like 
drink and negativity and there's not many people do something that I want to be remembered as that guy that's done something, do you know what I mean? Something positive for life and give some give the kids something that some give the future like something like I wanna be like him. I can do that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I don't have to just settle for a job or I don't have to sell and turn into a drug addict or anything. I can push on, I can be what I wanna be. Mate. It's it is incredible. I mean, like we said, I only really wanted five, ten minutes of your time. We've chatted for half an hour, man. I can really, I could thank you for opening up. Um, I, I, I will, I will let you go because we could honestly talk for hours. But mate, yeah. um, best of best of luck, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Eternal MMA seventy eight Liberty Hall, Sydney. You can see it on UFC Fight Pass. Alan Philpot taking on Sean Edgewell September eighth. Mate, um, best of luck, and uh, I'll chat to you sometime in the future. Yeah, we chat to me. Setting up for an event, but I'm going to tie next week, you see, brother. This is it. It's the rise of Super Alley. <laughs>